This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Johnners. This is episode 133 and it's a special interview episode once again. I'm doing a lot of these interviews lately but today is a little bit different. Uh, I've got a, a friend of mine uh, from all the way over in uh, New York, the USA, uh, but he's one of the, he's not one of, he's the best big man, the best big pro wrestler in the business today. He's the Jurassic juggernaut. I've got none other than Vince Steele on the Wrestling With Johnners podcast. So Vince, great to have you on the podcast, buddy. How are you doing? Great to be here. And thank you again for, you know, getting me the time to get me some airtime. Absolutely no problem at all. And uh, we, we, we've been, uh, you know, looking forward to this for a number of weeks now, but the day has finally arrived. Um, but the world's in a bit bit of a funny state at the moment, Vince. Um, a lot of people on lockdown, a lot of people on quarantine, self-isolating. Now, we spoke a little bit off air, and I know after this interview, you're, you're going off to do your shoot job. Um, but, I mean, as far as wrestling is concerned, you know, you must be missing wrestling and being able to get into a wrestling ring an awful lot right now. Um, how do you keep up your, your your strength and your conditioning and your fitness? Are you doing exercises at home or have you got weights or anything like that? Because I'm guessing there's no gyms open near you. But how are you keeping your, your strength and your conditioning together in, in this sort of environment at the moment? Well, um, I've, been able, I've been able to jog out in the streets where I live at. Um, everybody's pretty much respecting the whole social distancing out here. Yeah. So, you know. Many other places in, in, in the New York area are not. A lot of people are getting like very frustrated and stuff. But me, I, I maintain to, to, to jog at least um, five times a week. And um, I, I I do regular in-house workouts. And I have nieces and nephews that I that, that I beat up <laughs> on, on, on the regular to keep, keep busy. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. So besides getting, uh, you're looking forward to getting back into a wrestling ring, then, Vince. What's the first thing that you're looking forward to doing when lockdown is over? So when restaurants are over, you know, open or cinemas are open. Besides getting in the wrestling ring, what's the first thing you're looking forward to doing? Uh, just, just hanging, hanging out with some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Going, going to a viewing party or something like that, like a wrestling viewing party. Yeah. Those, those are always going to be fun to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I'm guessing that you're a big wrestling fan, then, Vince. Now. Did your kind of wrestling fandom start from an early age? I mean, when did you first kind of fall in love with professional wrestling? Tell, tell us a little bit, a bit about that journey when you were a young Vince Steele first getting into pro wrestling. Well, my first exposure to pro wrestling wasn't a typical WWF or, or, or the NWA. Really? I actually, my first exposure was um, watching Glow. They used oh. to have seen it. Yeah, they used to have syndicated television up here in New York on Saturdays. Yeah. And my family w- w- was heavy into music. So right before Soul Train came on, that was that was like one of those dance hall shows and stuff like that. Um, Glow came on. So I was, I, I was hooked seeing people fight in a ring and the flashy lights and everything like that. And it was pretty funny because they had the rapping and, and the singing and stuff in it also. So it was, it was pretty cool. 
then later on i got i, I, I ended up finding out there were men wrestling also so and um and then ever since that man i've been rocking and rolling yeah, that's quite a unique entry into professional wrestling fandom, I suppose. And uh, and, and now that Glow has got their own Netflix TV series, have you been able to catch up with any of that? Is it kind of I reminiscent to what I, you remember back in I the day? Watched both, I, I, I've been watching both seasons already. It's good. I can't yeah. wait for I can't I can't wait for the third season to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm I'm very like I'm I'm, I'm more of a fan of female wrestling. Yeah. Because I, you get to see like that they actually work a lot harder than men. You know, they, they're pretty women and stuff, but when they actually get in the ring, they, it, it, especially in the Orient, like in Japan, like yeah. these females can fight just as well as the men. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, we're big fans of uh, professional women's wrestling on the Wrestling with John's podcast. So, yeah, we hear where you're coming from there. But but to growing up as a wrestling fan, you mentioned about Glow. Were there any other promotions or any other wrestlers in particular that uh, kind of gravitated you towards them or that made you fall in love with the sport even more? Oh, any, more big when... any more big personalities that jumped out at you back in the day? Oh, yeah, when, when, when I started venturing off and finding more wrestling on television and stuff, um, Bret Hart was one of the guys. Um, yeah. Bret Bret was one of my, my my big favorites. Then um, then I have to say Undertaker. And then in WCW at the time, I was really into the you know the cruiserweights and stuff like like what they were doing, and it, it was a unique style that I haven't seen. So I, I really gravitated to that. Yeah, I mean, that, that mid-90s time with kind of, that was probably around the time when the Attitude Era was getting going and, and Bret Hart was, you know, the world champion. And uh, yeah, that was a great time. I remember that vividly. But um, uh, do you watch much of the current wrestling scene? And are you, a, are you a WWE fan or NXT, AEW? Do you watch any of that stuff that's on uh, mainstream TV at the moment, Vince? I watch, I, I, I try to keep my eyes on everything. Because I'm I'm also competing with that stuff to try to get a job there one day, yeah. you know. But I'm at a I'm at a I'm at an age where I know I I might get an opportunity and I might not. So yeah. um, if the opportunity comes, I'm gonna jump for it. Yeah. But I'm not really looking to go. I'm I'm pretty much looking to venture off myself and travel the world myself. Yeah. If that As makes any running. sense. It's your own brand, absolutely. It's yeah. your own brand. And uh, yeah, uh, but I'm guessing, do you have any friends in any of the uh, kind of bigger promotions that you kind of watch out for from time to time? Any in NXT oh, yeah. or AEW uh, that, you're, well, that you've kind of, uh, you know, gone up and down the road with? Well, I have I, a lot of the um, newer guys in AEW, um, proud and powerful. I'm very good yep. friends with them. I'm good friends with Sonny Kiss. Oh, cool. Um, yep. Joey Janela. Because those the guys are up, up in, in my area when, when, when we all, like, started off in, the, in independence and stuff. So I, I ran in with them and hung out with them and stuff like that. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, and, and when did you first get the desire to want to become a pro wrestler yourself then, Vince? So when did you kind of have that spark, that desire, that kind of light bulb moment, Vince, when you thought, yeah, I, I want to I be a pro wrestler. I've been watching it all my life and now I want to be one of those guys. Becoming a fan of ECW and uh -huh. witnessing a former ECW champion by the name of Mike Awesome. Yeah. This guy was six foot eight, three, 300 plus 10 pounds, yeah. and the man can fly like a cruiserweight. 
Yeah. And then I yeah. got, and I, I became even more of a fan of his when I started watching his FMW stuff. And I was like, wow, that man's really a gladiator. And pretty much, I I, I, I don't know if you've seen any of my matches, but my style yeah. is pretty much like his, but more of a hybrid. Yeah. Because I throw more kicks in and stuff in, in, into my arsenal. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up Mike Awesome. Um, awesome Mike Awesome, because I... I I was a big fan of his back in the day as well. And uh, I did exactly the same as you. I came across him first in ECW, loved all his stuff there, then, then tracked back and watched all of his FMW stuff. Uh, and for a time, he was in WCW as that, that 70s guy gimmick, which didn't really work for him. And then he kind of came. The fat I think he was. Yeah, but it was, uh, it, it, was, it was it was good fun. I, I do remember that. And uh, I think he had a bit of a feud with the insane clown posse, and that was pretty wild. But uh, yeah, big fan of my course. And same as yourself, really big guy. Um, had the look. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get snapped up by Vince McMahon because he, he kind of had that tall, muscular, athletic look. But uh, not not a wrestler that many people talk about nowadays. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought him up, Vince. Definitely good guy. Um, but um. Tell us about uh, before you started training to become a pro wrestler. Then, did you have any sporting background? Were you into any sports or any any combat? Um, any you know combat like uh, MMA or uh, any sort of martial arts? Um, were you into any well, sports took, or martial arts I, or combat, Vince? I, I, I took a little bit of karate. I never I never went past the white belt um, right. due to financial reasons. I couldn't continue yeah. on with the classes, but um, I picked up basketball. Yeah. Baseball. Um, I never, I never got to play football in a in in, in a a major capacity, yeah. but I I knew how to play football. Um, very like I, I, out here in New York, it was like at, at the time before I even discovered wrestling, there was only there was only like two things you can actually do to be good at a sport, um, or or, or do music, yeah, or yeah. or be in the streets and become a low life. So that that those sure. were the only three options I. Where, where I lived at, where I grew up from. Then I discovered wrestling, started backyarding like most, most kids and stuff. And I realized that I was having a, a, a little bit of a following in my neighborhood. The people were enjoying what the stuff I did. When I watch back on tape, which is horrible stuff that I've seen myself do. <laughs> um, but, um, but ended up um, finding out lo- local independent um, shows that, that were airing in um, public, um, but um, public bar- broadcasting some locally, and then yeah. um, met up with them, and they pointed me into the right direction. Ended up finding the original doghouse, um, where I got I, I was I was trained by a man by the name of um T.O.T. Tower Torture Layton, and also who came out of that area was um Loki. And I got oh. um, got to meet um, the notorious 187 homicide, which yeah. we're, we're we're good friends. We're, we're we're friends now, and you know he knows who I am. I know who he is. Um, but we came we came from the same the same cloth. Yeah, some big names that came out of the doghouse, and uh, I mean, you you've been in the business or, or kind of wrestling now for 19 years, if I'm not mistaken. You started when you were 16, so you you started training when you were 16. I mean, have you got any kind of interesting stories when you started training? Because as a 16 year old, I don't know whether they kind of um, I don't know worked you harder when you were training, or I mean, did you spend the first couple of years just doing backyarding and that was kind of your education into wrestling? Tell us a bit about them early early years. Any funny stories? might have well um 
when 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 I decided to like fully train and take and take this on seriously, I went I went with a with, with a bunch of my backyard friends, and um we all we all played the the one time fee at the moment, and um we decided to jump in the ring with the pros, and um, yeah. everybody got beat up. We all got beat up, like you know a lot a, a, um, a lot of professionals, and at the time they had licensing. So it, it it was it was a lot to to deal with and and if you were really into it and um you believed in yourself and you you was able to take an ass whooping, then you it was your calling. Um, out of all my friends, there were like at least like ten or fifteen of us. I was the lone survivor. Yeah. I was the only one that came back the following week with my tuition money ready to learn. And ever since then, I, I I've been learning. Um, the doghouse didn't last that long after I, I started. Um, they apparently closed a year after. And um, from there, that that was one thing about my 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 training. I it was a, it was a lot on um, you got to figure it on on your own type style training. So, um, I I started you know traveling up and down from. New York to, to New Jersey, which is not that far from me, and yeah. pretty much jumped into the New Jersey um, indie scene. Okay, cool. And were there any other wrestling schools in between uh, after the doghouse or um, any other schools or trainers that you uh, spent some time with? Um, it wasn't until, until I ended up in um, American Championship Entertainment yeah. where I, I really I really took in a, a stronger learning to um, – the promoter, the the booker, Mike Morgan, yeah. and um, that's that's like the on the the other schools. I I didn't have the money to to jump into another school because where they're, they're these are thousands of dollars that they're asking for, and to be very committed to that. And you know, I already knew the knew my basics. All I had to do was come up with a character, be very well, develop myself, and figure yeah. out. <laughs> Excuse me figure out how um where i want to go so yeah and and, and the funny thing and the funny thing when i first started i kind of cheated like um i don't I, I don't know if you guys had the 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 on tv we they had the secrets of pro wrestling where i've I seen it. It, it yeah yeah it's on youtube i, I think studied, a while ago i studied the entire thing i and i already knew how to bump because of the karate so and and I put the two and two together and I'm like, oh, this is what it is. <laughs> so I was able to to jump fast and into the training and learn a lot more of the basics a lot quicker than everyone else that actually started with me. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And I suppose uh, if you can't afford to go to the wrestling school, it's more on the job training. So you're kind of learning, you know, with the other pros and uh, just picking it up along the way. But uh, yeah. We know you now as, as the Jurassic Juggernaut, of course, Vince. But um, um, I don't think that's always been your gimmick, is it? What, what oh, sort no. of characters or what sort of gar- characters or gimmicks have you had along the way from the early days through to uh, the Jurassic Juggernaut gimmicks? So tell us about some of your earlier gimmicks, then. Well, I had I had, I had many many gimmicks. Um, I tried out um, Vinnie the Pool was one where I had my hair tied into two ponytails. They were puffy on each side, looked like some, some bear ears. I had a loaded pool bear doll and, you know, <laughs> I was a heel. Then that changed, then that changed to a uh, Canadian. I became oh. a, a mount. Yeah. I became a Mountie Vincent the pool. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then that, 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 that went up to more. 
yeah, then I, I ended up teaming up with some with another guy that he's not in the business no more. We were we were the real Canadians, and we did we about a year or two, and then after that, that's when Doghouse closed, and um, I decided to run with my with with, with my backyard name Vince Steel, and um, at the time I felt like when, once I got my skills up, I I felt that I was um a little advanced for someone my size. So I called myself the remix of pro wrestling, Vince Steele. And um, that's where that's where I came up with most of my my hybrid um style and my my big man my, my lucha big man um offense. Yeah. Then, we, we, go on. Oh no, no, go ahead. We could you ask another question. That no, was, I was, was gonna, gonna say where you, you you carry on, Vince. We'll, we'll talk more about your moves here a bit later, but I mean, tell us more about your gimmicks. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Carry on. And then um, as that 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 was I I ran with the remix of pro wrestling for for about what like six seven years, and um, it wasn't catching on. People didn't the t-shirts wasn't selling uh, stuff, and then um, one of the the broadcasters from um, American Championship Entertainment, the commentator called me um this man is a jurassic juggernaut and when i when i when i watched the playback and i heard it i'm like wow sounds like a real cool name and then i thought i thought of the logo and boom right and that's how i became the jurassic juggernaut vince Steele. and that was back in um i would say 2017 about three years ago wow yeah. And I mean, Vince Steele on its own is a really cool name. But to add, you know, the moniker Jurassic Juggernaut just makes it even cooler, to be honest with you. Uh, but I, 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 I bet your T-shirt sales are going a lot better now. Uh, but uh, th- that's really, really cool. So you've wrestled all across America then, Vince, um, you know, but you're most associated with CCW in Florida and American Championship Wrestling based in kind of uh, New York, New Jersey. No, New um, Jersey. New Jersey predominantly. Ah, thank you for correcting me. Now, I believe that uh, ACE or American Championship Entertainment, uh, that was where you won your first championship back in 2013, yes. I think. Now, that was when you the won the tag team. 2014. Was it 2014? Now, that was with um, uh, Bull James, wasn't it? Otherwise known as Bull Dempsey, because uh, he uh, yeah. uh, then moved on to NXT. So tell us about you know y- your first taste of gold then uh, and winning tag gold with ball tell us about that experience and kind of you- you've already been in the business probably close to 10 years at that point uh and then, yeah. then you kind of win your first championship uh, alongside uh, ball james uh, tell us about that experience and how proud and happy you must have been we were, we were doing real good as as a stable as a new age wrecking crew and um mm. we're pretty much the 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 main event stable like we were the main stable, we had the main storyline. Um, the leader of the group was 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 the heavyweight champion. Me and Bull Bo, Bo Dempsey was gonna go and and be tag team champions, and uh, we did an awesome eight month run until we finally won the, the tag belts. And what sucks was after our first um tag defense, he lets us know that um he's going to Orlando to um to go to NXT, and um. It sucks, but hey, man, it, it it was an awesome run with him. Um, I learned a lot from him, and even though we were from like two different, um, you know, he was trained by Taz, um, real cool fellow, um, Bull James. But other than that, I had an awesome time, and then that was me playing like a heel, like a real, real vicious heel. First time really doing that, not not being like a joke gimmick and stuff. 
So and, that was uh, a real cool experience. When uh, when Bull went up to NXT, did he did he keep in touch? Does he uh, did he keep tabs on you? And uh, did you stay in touch at all? Or uh, I mean, you must have been really happy that he that he made the jump to NXT and uh, you know had been given that opportunity. But uh, did you stay in touch? And how did you feel about his move to NXT? Well, you know, I, I thought it was it sucked for me because we had just won the tag team belts. Um, but other than that, I like I'm 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 from the old school. I'm not like the newer school. Um, everybody's really out for themselves. And, um, you know, I'm always happy when somebody else gains success, especially yeah. when they came from where I came from. Yeah. You know, that's even, that gives me even more motivation that I'm, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, one day that'll be my name being called up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm known as, as, as I guess the nicest person backstage, um, the coolest guy, because, you know, it's, it's a business that we need to stick together and, and provide our services to the paying fan where we need to, you know, we're, we're living their fantasies. We're, we're living throughout, throughout their, their visions. And, you know, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing better feeling than that. But, um, other than that, man, I, I'm, I was very proud of him. I was very happy for him. Um, even though like all the stuff that he was doing before that, you know, the gimmicks he, he played and everything like that. Well, that, that, that's another story that he should tell. But yeah, <laughs> I'll let it. I'll let it leave it that. But it, it it was cool. I'm I'm very happy for his success. Definitely, definitely. Now let's talk about your wrestling style, then, Vince, because you're six foot six tall, four hundred and thirty-five pounds. Um, and, and not only do you use your size and your strength to your advantage, but you've got some moves, my friend. You've got some moves. I've seen you hit sentons on your opponents over the top rope to the outside. Top rope splashes, 450 leg drops off the top turnbuckle. You've even, I, I, I think I'm right in thinking this, you, you attempted a coast to coast not long ago. And, and that the video of that, I think, went viral on the internet. Because oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you quite hit it. You cut me a check for that too, by the way but the fact that you attempted it and the fact that you attempted all the other moves vince that's pretty impressive but you'll know you're no ordinary super heavyweight are you brother I mean, you know when did you realize when did you realize that you can do all these kind of high flying moves for a man of your size when, when did you start putting it all together well i was getting tired of people telling me oh you're big you don't have to do that much you know you, 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 your size will, 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 will sell tickets not really, man. That 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 doesn't help. You gotta you gotta do stuff that that relates to people. Mm. And what's better way what better way to being a professional wrestler? And when people think of you as a superhero, yeah, I, I, you gonna be a superhero of nothing. You know, like you know, you know, the typical big man that doesn't do any much, very slow on the ring and stuff like that. But um, you know, and I was and I was competing with with with, with nothing but high flyers. So I, I was like, what, 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 what better way that they can beat with them than to do what they do? Indeed. And yeah. you know, he, he, I was very premature at, at the beginning of doing it, but now I have the mentality, and now I'm, I'm into more of a, a story base, um, to tell a story in the ring now. Yeah. So um, I mix it up from time to time. I don't, I don't do it as much as I used to. Like I'm not gonna jump out of the gate and do a, a, a flip and toe to the outside. I'm gonna let it build up to it so I can surprise the fans. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. But I just want to say your your move set, your your uh, arsenal 
is truly phenomenal. And uh, I mean, with the, with the you know you're a mature wrestler now. You've been in the business for 19 years, and you you know when to kind of slow down and tell the story, and when the right time is to pull off uh, one of your fantastic moves. So you seem to have that balance down perfectly. So congratulations on that. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm I myself have, have been a wrestling fan for nearly 30 years, Vince, and uh, I remember back in the day growing up and watching big men like Big Big Van Vader, Vader, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna. I was big, big fans of those guys and all the big. And big, what was uh, big, what, what was special about them? What, what was special about them? Their athleticism, right? Most definitely. They can move around the ring for big guys. They could do things that you wouldn't expect them to do exactly like you're doing now. But did, do you model yourself on any of the big guys from 20, 25 years ago, like the Vaders, like the Bam Bam Bigelows? Um, I, I know that you said, you, you know, they are certainly legends of the sport, probably not recognized, you know, as much as they should be. Uh, but legends in my eyes, legends in your eyes. But, um, do you know, do you kind of take a little bit from this big man or a little bit from that big man and mold I'm it into always, your style? I'm always studying big man wrestling, especially like um, yeah. the way the, the way they worked in Japan. That's that, that's pretty much the style I, I, I like. I like to portray. Like yeah. watching Bruiser Brody, watching um, watching Vader during his time in in um all Japan, um Hanson, like those guys were awesome. E- even watching Andre the Giant, because Andre the Giant wasn't Andre the Giant in yeah. in Japan. He actually moved, and he was getting yeah. he was getting body slammed left and right. From what from what I watched, um, um even Hogan, H- Hogan was 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 another was another guy that surprised me. On the way he he performed out there, um, pretty much is like um that's that's pretty much my style. The Japanese big man that 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 that's able to, that they can hang with anybody pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And is Japan a, a country you'd like to go to one day? I mean, oh. I know that you predominantly stayed in the states, haven't you? But uh, I mean, you know, th- th- there's uh you know a, a good future for you over in the Orient. Possibly do a couple of tours out there. Have you have you uh, ever I... considered it or been approached to do it? Uh, I, I hope so. I, I haven't I haven't met the right people to set that up yet, but um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that can happen. Definitely, definitely. Now, with your wrestling style, it's quite a physical style. Have you ever suffered any any major injuries in the ring, um, either performing a move or having a move performed on you? Uh, what's the worst injury you, you've suffered in a wrestling ring, Vince? The very the very worst injury was pretty much the only real injury I had in professional wrestling, other than aches and pains, was yeah. um a, a severe back spasm, and that's when I first started in, in in um American Championship Entertainment. I had woken up one day out of bed and turned the wrong way, and I felt a pinched nerve, and and I got cleared by the doctor to continue on wrestling. So, and then after that night, I woke up. My whole my whole left leg, I couldn't move it or anything like that. I stood in bed for two months. Um, that was like the only severe thing. But other than that, like basic broken toes with my yeah. my feet hitting the, the the ring post or something like that. That's like the yeah. worst thing that ever happened to me. I never had, had anything really really serious. Yeah, <laughs> and that's. That, that's fine and that's really really lucky as well but uh, I mean the, the the back spasms that you mentioned the trap nerve that must have been quite worrying for you quite frightening for you at the time oh yeah because um for some reason um I didn't use the bathroom regularly yeah. like you know I I, I, I didn't I, I didn't get to um 
you know, sit on the toilet for, for more than a month, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was worried about that. I'm like, oh, all this backed up, so I've been eating a lot, too. So, like, what the hell's happening to me? Yeah. But other than yeah. that, like, I I prevailed off that. I was actually, I was able to get back in the ring after a month after recovering from two months. Good. So, it was three months all together. Um, and I jumped right back on it. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's good. That's good. That's good. Touch I ended up getting Maybe. scared. I got scared. Um, this past December, um, mm. I wrestled um, Danny Moff in one of his last matches before he went to Ring of Honor, and um, he hit me with his burning hammer. And for some reason, I have taken his burning hammer plenty of times. Yeah. This time was a little bit different. My hip got stuck to his head, and I ended up staying upside down all the way down. I usually flip right over, and he yeah. drilled me right on the back of my head, and I got fold, I folded my head folded. And I thought I thought it was over, but thank God I got checked out. It was only a sprain, and I was like, I'm lucky. Yeah. I suppose at least uh, the one good thing about this lockdown and not having any any wrestling at the moment is it gives you an opportunity to kind of get rid of the aches and pains and kind of uh, shake off any injuries you might have. I suppose. Yes, that's that's yeah. that's definitely one. One, 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 one good thing. But I'm hoping if, I'm not the only one, but I'm hoping everybody's taking the right precautions to heal up. Yeah, not just not yeah. do anything. You yeah. know, you got to soak your body. You got to get your body's motion and stuff. And, and just don't sit there and do nothing. Always keep keep it moving. Because yeah. if, if you don't, you're going to end up, you're going you're gonna to end up missing a greasy part of your, 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 your kneecap. And it, it, you ain't going to feel the same after that. Yeah, indeed. Let, let me ask you a bit more about American Championship Entertainment then, because we mentioned earlier about your, your first taste of gold was a tag team championship win with uh, with uh, Ball, uh, Ball Dempsey. Um, but you also you, you're a former two time um, ACE Diamonds champion and also uh, a, a former heavyweight champion of the promotion as well. Uh, what's it like when uh, a company that you spent most of your wrestling career with um american championship entertainment when they kind of put so much faith in you that they're going to make you their top guy well that that was an awesome time especially because they were all like from winning the tag titles all the way to the heavyweight title that was all within a year and a half wow so um so when it jumped when when i lost the tag belts i jumped right into the diamond um i did my thing with the diamond then, then I turned against my stablemates and became heavyweight champion. Um, unfortunately, like when all that stuff happened, um, when I won the heavyweight title, unfortunately, um, the promoter's son was fatally murdered in a in a car accident. Right. And um, it put a hold on a lot of things. Um, yeah. And and it was like a nine month stand. Um, I was the champion. I, re- I had just defended the title one time, and that that was a good thing about it because um, he he trusted me with bringing in top names to to wrestle. So I, just like you wanted to know, like like the top names actually worked. Um, yeah. my my first one was um with um actually Apollo from Puerto Rico. I don't know if you know who Apollo is. He he's he gonna stand from, with yeah. LAX and TN yeah. and, and TN um TNA. Um, yeah. He was an awesome guy. He was very surprised about how athletic I was. Um, it was him. And then after the tragedy happened and we came back 
back to terms and we started um doing shows again. I wrestled against um Crowbar. Crowbar's yeah. an awesome guy, man. Very awesome. WCW, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. um, you know, when 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 that comes up, you know, uh, the the promoter wants to change things around. So we did we did a surprise thing where I dropped the title to a to a newcomer to the company oh. and um and that was it. There you go, there you go. But you still had a, a you know, good experience, a good run, and a good taste of gold while you were there. But uh, let's talk a bit about CCW Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida then. So who contacted who contacted who um, to to get this relationship started between you and CCW? How did it all start? And uh, of course, like I say, you're, you're you're from the Bronx, you're from New York. Florida is not exactly uh, close by, is it? So uh, how did no. you get that? How did you get that connection? And how did you start working for CCW? Well, I, I knew the promoter, um, Pablo Marquez, from um, Pablo Marquez. from his yeah. his times, his times being a wrestler full time. Um, actually, because he, I bumped into him during my journey of of becoming a pro wrestler. Um, but um, the connection was um was, was a good good friend of ours, Cha Cha Charlie. Cha Cha Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cha Cha was doing his his, his his little stint in New York. I bumped into him in a show, and we became we became good friends. And he was say he was telling me that that he that they were looking for guys. So I was like, hey, just put my name in and see what happens. Well, no, and then it's crazy because at that time it was a very difficult time for me. I had um I had just finished a a, a nearly ten year relationship with a female, and I had childrens with, and um it was a really bad breakup. And at the same time, um, I lost my mother, so I was in a whole different, um, different mind state at the time. But um, this promoter in New York had faith, and um, decided to put me in the ring with with um Triple A's Psycho Clown, and um, this is legit, like like a month after my mother's passing, and from there, that's when everything changed pretty much. Then I met Cha Cha there, and um, and then at the end of the year there, um, Cha Cha was saying that um, Bob was looking for new guys, and some of the guys who who were on the show actually went down there. So yeah. I decided to take a chance, you know, because usually promoters don't want to, they don't know who you are, they didn't see what you have done, they win, they 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 win risk the 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 pay, the payoff by just flying you down. So um. I took the risk. I spent my own money. I ended up going down there, and um, and he couldn't give me a better opponent than Cha Cha. Uh, we killed. We killed the, the the match. I don't know if you've seen the the highlight uh-huh. video of that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, ever since then, man, um, Pablo made me one of his main roster. Um, I'm I'm on the main roster. Um, whenever he can, I can uh, I can go down there whenever I want. If he needs me to go down there, he has no problem of, of you know, flying me down and putting me in a in a hotel. And that's pretty cool. That's that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And it's great that they look after you and get you down there and put you in a nice hotel. That's really, really cool. When you are down in Florida though, I mean do you ever visit the, the training facility and do you ever train uh, at the CCW training camp? Because I know that uh, that they've kind of uh, a lot of 
CTW regulars have gone through the, the training camp uh, headed by Pablo, of course. Uh, and when you're there and you're a 19 year vet, of course, you know, do you have an opportunity to impart your knowledge on the younger, less experienced wrestlers? Tell, tell us a bit about that when you're down in Florida, when it's not kind of, you know, the Saturday night uh, matches. Um, do you visit the training centre and help out with the, the younger talent there or train yourself? The first time the, the first time I went down, I went down there for four days. Um, I went I, I went to the, the training facility. Unfortunately, um, Al Snow was doing a seminar there. And I kind of I, I, I kind of like let Cha-Cha know that. All right, this is what he's gonna say. This is what he's gonna do. Can we? Can we go? You know, just let Pablo. Uh, I don't know. And because of Cha Cha, we had to sit through the whole thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I I don't know if anybody if anybody does any research. Um, Hannibal TV has the exact same seminar up on YouTube, and he yeah. did exactly the same the same seminar. But what what was surprising me that. This man drank 24 packs of water and didn't use the bathroom until after he was done. But <laughs> other than that, um, so so um, pa pa Pablo been been saying, man, you should do a you should do a seminar, you should do a seminar. So I'm thinking the next time I go, I'm I'm gonna have some vacation time coming up. So hopefully we can set something set something up soon. Definitely. Yeah, it needs to happen. But let's talk a bit more about Cha-Cha Charlie then, because your story with Cha-Cha has been one of the best storylines, one of the best angles in CCW history, certainly recent history anyway. Now, if I'm not mistaken, as you said, your first ever match for CCW was against Charlie uh, for the Southeastern Championships. You went straight in into a championship match. Now, soon after, the two of you became uh, good friends. You became tag team partners. Um and then Charlie won the big one. He won the CCW Heavyweight Championship, which is fantastic. The Rage in the Cage, that big splash off the top. You came in, you was there and hugging and celebrating with Charlie. And then a few months down the line, out of nowhere, you turned your back on Charlie. You hit him with two cannibals in the corner. You put him out of action. And then, strangely, Cha-Cha got kidnapped. It turned out that you were behind the whole thing. Um, and then this all kind of culminated to a big grudge match that you and he had at Seasons Beatings uh, just a few months ago in December 2019. And uh, we'll talk about that match in a minute. But just kind of the whole angle with kind of best friends, then you turned your back on Charlie, the kidnapping angle. That was a, a hell of an angle. I don't know if you helped to put that together, but what kind of sparked that that heel turn the, the turning against your best friends what kind of influenced uh that that change of direction for you well um it didn't it didn't do too much because um a lot of people like i guess you know the cha-cha was having the johnson's um johnson syndrome right you know the kids loved them the adults didn't so we had we had ended up getting a mixed reaction to the heel turn a lot of people was excited about it. A lot of people didn't like it, but um, but but one thing, the kidnapping happened before the turn. Right. Yeah. Um. Some some something happened where um, where I decided that I wasn't gonna get a fair shake acting for a title match for my best friend, so I had to get him out of the way. And it kind of backfired on me because instead of me getting a title match, they handed the title to someone else. Striker Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. So I finally get my match with Striker. 
I wasn't gonna say nothing to Cha Cha, but he interfered in my match, which cost me the cost me my match. He hit me in the face with the with the title belt, and I had to let him know. I was I was very upset, and um yeah, the but the the feud has been all it's been awesome, and um and the proof is in the pudding because we actually um get we actually noticed the. A better attendance since since I've been there. So yeah, yeah, it's no coincidence, I'm sure. But but then you had this match with Cha Cha. The the two of you kind of had a real battle. You you beat the hell out of one another. But the, the match ended fairly strangely. I mean, you brought a chair into the ring, but Cha Cha was the one that ended up using it quite brutally on you. He was he turned the aggressor almost, uh, beating you down, getting disqualified. You got the victory, um, but you couldn't have been satisfied with that victory, surely, uh, Vince. You know, uh, are you kind of looking for maybe a rematch somewhere down the line so you can have a more uh, satisfactory pinfall victory over Charlie somewhere down the line? Where's your mind at regarding your feud with Charlie, or, or, or is the feud over? As far as you're concerned, Where, where's your mind at regarding you and Charlie at the moment? Oh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not satisfied with that victory, and I know Chacha's not satisfied with that loss. And the thing is, the thing is, um, I made Chacha come out of character. Yes. Um, yeah. he he realized he couldn't beat me with his frog splash. He he, he couldn't beat he couldn't beat me with his Chacha elbow. He couldn't he can't beat me. Yes. He got lucky the first match. Because I wanted to show off, it was in front of a new crowd, and he was luckily he he got lucky and got that superplex off me. But this time around, I made him come out of character, and I know he's not he's not happy with himself about that. And um, I'm not happy with the way I won, but I I see at least one more match. Yeah, same here. And, and it, uh, ha- it, it has to be it has to be bigger. Has to be, it has it has to be bigger. It has to be, it has to be a stipulation, a major stipulation or something. Come on, Vince. I don't think. What would you What would you like it to be? Uh, what, what's your kind of your big grudge, uh, end of grudge match in your mind? A steel cage or weapons? How would you like it to go down? Uh, man, Chacha Ch- Ch- knows how a steel cage feels. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I, if, if, if I had the choice. I want to see who, who will be the last one standing after wow. all this. Yeah, that would be a good match, a last man standing match. I'd 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 pay good good money for that, definitely. I'd pay good money to see that. But uh, I mean, I actually had Char Char Charlie on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast about three days after your match. And I'd seen the highlights and I said to Cha-Cha, I said, Cha-Cha, to me, it looked like you turned heel and that Vince turned babyface. It was a double turn. And he, he assured me, he said, John, you can tell your listeners, you can tell your audience, I'm still Cha-Cha Charlie. I'm still the babyface. But to me and to everybody that was because the, the crowd went silent after his attack. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought and he got some booze as well. There were some booze in there um, from, from the crowd. But I thought it was a double turn. But he assured me that he was still. Uh, but you said, you know, he, he his emotions got the better of him. He was out of character. So we shall see. But I want to see that rematch. I, I want to see. I might fly over to Florida to see that rematch. Oh. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. But, um, we spoke earlier about your success in uh, American Championship Entertainment, um, but you must have an, an ambition to become the CCW Heavyweight Champion. You, 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 oh, you, yes. You, know, you had your match against Stryker Ramirez, Cha-Cha Charlie I, got involved. I, I kidnapped my best friend. 
There you Fun go. <laughs> That's how much you want it. So, so I mean, you know, is it, is gold in your eyes? Do you want that uh, CCW championship more than ever now? Oh yeah, definitely. And and I I already I already started that path. Um, right now I'm the the um big time pro wrestling Lord of the Rings heavyweight champion out in um Huntington, West Virginia. Congratulations. And I I won I won that title back in February of, the, of this year. Yeah. Congratulations. So, be, so you could be uh, Vince Two Belts if you get the oh, CCW yeah. Championship. You'll have the big time pro be, wrestling I, championship. I want to be Vince every belt he goes. Every time he goes, to, you know, I want to be a champion everywhere I go. I oh, want to prove awesome. myself as a world heavyweight champion. A lot of these promotions, they lie. They lie to their fans and tell them they're the world heavyweight champion when they don't even live. They, they don't even move the areas that they yeah. that they don't wrestle around the world. You know, I consider I consider a handful of guys as world champions right now. And that's the GCW heavyweight champion. Um, um, what is it? Um, Shane Page. Yeah. He formerly known as as um Christian Faith. And also for you could so you can look for it. I'll send you a link because I actually hit the coast to coast one point in my life. Oh, we see um, it. Yeah. That, that that's against Christian Faith. I'll, I'll I'll send you the match. I'll definitely, definitely show you that. But, but the whole that whole botch that whole botch was was really it was an off time and botch on my end. I I misplaced my feet and decided to go for it anyway. But, but ever since that man, I've been I, I've been more popular than ever. Indeed. You know, I, yeah. It's, it's, I'd, rather, uh, I'd rather people laugh at me. I mean, laugh with me than laugh laugh at me. So. Yeah. Well, I, I know what you're capable of, and like I said, I mentioned earlier about some of your awesome moves, and uh, the fact that you attempted a coast to coast is just incredible, anyway. And you said that you've hit it many times, besides that one time when you didn't. But um, let's talk about some of the other big names that you've been lucky enough to share a room with. Then, so you've wrestled one of my all-time favourites. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you're a big ECW fan. I was a massive ECW fan back in the days. But Sabu, you've you've wrestled Sabu, one of my heroes. You've also wrestled or been in the same ring with MVP. Carlito, ECW legend, the Sandman, and of course, uh, you've also wrestled uh, former WWE champion Alberto Del Rio, Alberto Patron. No, 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 uh, so- no, no, no. He, 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 he punked out. Oh, did he? Ah, uh, I thought that he match went ahead. Punked out. We sold that building out. Yeah. Too far from my house, and he no showed. Damn. Well, uh, he no showed the damn show. But I, well, got, but but I got. He, he but was I got lucky. He was lucky. Ring. He pulled out. Yeah, but I got in the ring luckily with um with Sam Adonis. Right. That's Corey Graves' um brother. Yeah. Awesome guy to be in the ring with. Um, he's a very good competitor. He, he it was it was it was a big time lucha show in New York that we did. Um, and he was doing the whole pro Donald Trump thing at Donald Trump and the American flag. We had an awesome time. It was me and um, El Hijo de Mascara Segada versus um, him, um, Sam Adonis, and um, forgot the other kid's name. It was another kid, but I forgot. Yeah. Dom, um, Domino De Niro. Yeah. Cool. And but, but tell, that was cool. 
tell us about wrestling. I mean, some of my heroes, Sabu and the Sandman, Carlito MVP. So you 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 have shared a ring with uh, some legends of the business. Now, I mean, as far as uh, Del Rio is concerned, it, it was his lucky day when he decided to duck out, and I'm sure I'm sure that um, he he caught one look at you and just decided I'm not having any of this. Uh, but tell us about tell us about some of the other legends that you've been lucky enough to share the ring with. Then uh, you know, like I said, I'm a big ECW fan, Sabu and, and the Sandman. Tell us, yeah. Uh, Salvio Vega, yeah. Yeah, Salvio Vega was an awesome guy that I wrestled with. Um, like I said earlier, Apollo, um, Crowbar. It was just a just a just a handful of guys. Um, everyone that you've seen that I, that, I, that I've been in the ring with, that's that's who I've been in the ring with. Um, very, very knowledgeable men, and they were all they were all good. Um, to speak to. Got a lot of knowledge from MVP. MVP, he loves to help. He loves to help the newer guys. Yeah. Um, at the at the time, Carlito was um dealing with with, with a torn bicep, so he wasn't really he was he was really worried about his arm and stuff. So didn't want to like you know ask him a bunch of dumb questions that he probably been asked a thousand times. But um, <clears throat> MVP was was one of the best guys to talk to. Um, Sabu. It was kind of disappointed in me because he felt like I didn't put my all out there in that match, but um, it was kind of hard to deal with that. But um, he got me to the point where he, he he was able to get a couple of clubs for me where where you're not gonna forget. Um, the yeah. Sandman was all was, was an awesome fellow to work with. Also, um, I had a match with him and um, an ultraviolet um legend named Man Man Pondo. And uh, we did a triple threat match. Awesome guys. Um, that same night, I, I met Shane Douglas, and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's about it with the names. Um, yeah, that's, that's, about that's it. a good the names list. That I right now. That's a good list. Now. You 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 know you you're a veteran of the business yourself. You've been in the wrestling business for 19 years. What's the best advice you can give any young up and coming uh, wrestler fresh to the business looking to improve or to get noticed in the wrestling business? So what's the best advice you can give any any young wrestlers coming into the business nowadays, then Vince? It's the same thing I was told to me: shut up and listen. Yeah. Listen to the vets and um. No, once you once you know the craft, then you'll understand why they told you to shut up and listen. Because if, if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna hurt somebody else that you didn't need to. Yeah. And yeah. um, and then once you and learn how to storytell. Um, read 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 um, read Shakespeare. Read um, read into to to, to stories. Um, watch a lot of. A lot of dramas, but so you can learn how to get emotions out, because that's what this sport is really about—getting the emotions of the fans. And and ain't nothing better than than to have an emotional fan, good or bad emotion. It's an emotion. Yeah. It's a feeling, and that's that that that's what really draws me into wrestling now. And I love it more, more than I did when 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 I was just a fan. Yeah, that's, that's some good advice. And, and I interviewed uh, uh, Royce Isaacs, uh, former NWA tag team champion with the World Cards the other week. And uh, he said pretty much the same thing is, is uh, you know, use TV and film as your kind of inspiration as well. 
you know, pull what you can out of that in terms of learning the drama and getting more emotion out of yourself. And uh, it's not just all about wrestling. Sometimes it's about what you can what you can take from other genres and, uh, you know, things like acting and, and film and the storytelling, exactly like you said. So some good advice there, definitely. What, what would you say is your, your proudest moment that you've achieved in your wrestling career so far then, Vince? So something that, that if you were to, you know, pack it all in and hang up your boots uh, today, uh, what would be the proudest moment that you could tell your grandkids about? Oh, wow. Um, wrestling in front of 15,000 people. Wow. That's, uh, even though I, I, I wasn't able to get it on video, but... Um, it was it was a real cool experience. It was a metal music festival, yeah. And in between sets, they had guys wrestle, and we were like pretty much we had our own mosh pit, and it was it was pretty cool. Fifty thousand people were really into the matches. They were into the music. It was it was it was a cool experience. That's awesome. That really is. So looking ahead to the rest of 2020, fingers crossed, you know, we'll have some uh, more live wrestling. Obviously, there's certain promotions that are still, uh, you know, performing on a weekly basis. And of course, as we record this, we've got WWE Money in the Bank that's going to be uh, going live fairly soon. So there are some promotions that are still uh, doing what they're doing. But uh, when wrestling uh, kind of when the doors open up again, what sort of uh, promotions are you looking to work for? Are you looking to kind of broaden your range of, of promotions that you've worked for across the states? Any any opponents you might be looking to wrestle or any championships that you have your eye on? I know we spoke about the CCW Heavyweight Championship earlier, but uh, are you looking to spread your wings and uh, uh, travel to new promotions that you haven't done so so far? Yes, that's that, that's the main goal right now. I want to I want to actually, you know. Um, I want to make my way to the West Coast of the United States. I've never yeah. been to California. I would like to wrestle California. Um, I was I was supposed to debut in Chicago this year. Um, it was supposed to be a bunch of debuts coming up, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. But um, hopefully things will change. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm hoping to to be in California by the end of the year, and then by the new year, hopefully be out to you. Um, I've yes. been I've been in, I've been in talks with with, with, a pro, with a promoter out there. The 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 money situation isn't right right now, but it's gonna it's gonna get there soon. So I'm hoping oh. to be out there near you soon. So man, we've got to get you over to the UK and uh, just let me know when you're coming over, and I will uh, make sure that I'm there to say hi in person. But uh, that'd be fantastic to get uh, the Jurassic juggernaut, the the best big man in the world um, over in the UK for sure but uh, Vince, um, that's pretty much the end of the interview, I just want to thank you so much for spending the last 45 minutes with me on the Wrestling with podcast but before we let you go it's an opportunity for you to throw out any any plugs for any merchandise you might have, any uh, social media channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook Instagram, where can my listeners reach out and, and say hi to you and learn more about the Jurassic juggernaut Vince Steele I, you can reach me on my Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Vince Steele, or you go jump on my fan page um, slash the Jurassic Juggernaut. Um, Instagram is still Vince. Um, Twitter, I'm not on it too much, but I do check it from time to time. It's um, the Remix V Steel. And um, I do have merchandise to sell. You got to hit me up directly. I like I like to get to know my 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 consumers personally yeah. so i can so so you know that you're getting it from me 
And um, once my popularity raises up, then you'll see a pro wrestling T-store soon. So Yeah. And I, I've got to say, with regards to your merchandise, your, your logo is just amazing. Um, and your T-shirts are fantastic. I will definitely be uh, hitting you up for one of those T-shirts fairly soon because uh, I want that oh, in my yeah. collection. But uh, your, your logo I, and your merchandise is very, very good. So if anybody's and unsure. I'm very, and I'm very well, different. I'm very different. I have different colors also. Awesome. So, awesome. Uh, I, I want my shirts to be very, very, very uh, um, available to anyone. Anybody can wear my shirt. That's it. That's, that's how I want it. There we go. That's awesome. And uh, we'll make sure that all of the the, uh, the handles and the links and the addresses that you just gave us will be in the description to this podcast. So if you want to find out more about Vince Steele and more about his merchandise, just click into the description of this podcast and all the links will be there for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and everything that Vince just mentioned. But uh, Vince, thank you very much for being a fantastic guest, a great interview on the Wrestling Majonis podcast. I hope you enjoyed the experience and maybe somewhere down the line we'll get to meet up and say hi or definitely have you back on the podcast in the future my friend oh definitely thank you john it's been it's been an awesome experience brother yeah it's been awesome for me as well so um please keep it tuned to the rest of the majority's podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode please don't forget to spread the word tell your friends and tell your family hit that ever important subscribe button so you can be notified every time a new episode drops and uh, once again thanks to vince to being a, for, for being a fantastic guest on the rest of the majority's podcast thanks to everybody for listening we'll catch up with you all again soon stay safe and uh, yes enjoy your week everybody goodbye